Thank you for tuning in to the Millstone Minutes podcast. We will be discussing how to support your child with managing their stress and big feelings, as well as managing their technology in a virtual learning setting. Joining us each week will be fellow Millstone River School staff members to discuss common questions and strategies that you can use at home. Tune in each week for new conversations that will provide you with various perspectives from members of the Millstone River School community. Welcome to another episode of the Millstone Minutes podcast. We hope you have found some helpful strategies and ideas for supporting your learner at home in the conversations we've had so far. I'm Kristen Skinner, and I'm a technology teacher here at Millstone. And I'm Paige Ozdonski, and I'm a third grade teacher at Millstone. And joining us today is another member of our Millstone River community, Samantha Gaines. I'm Samantha Gaines. I am... Uh, one of the vocal and general music teachers at Millstone River School. Okay, right. welcome. We're so glad you're here with us. Uh, we have just a couple of questions for you. The first question, first of all, our topic is going to be all about managing technology during this time um, in our in our lives <laughs> and our students' lives. Um, so what technology do you um, use most often? So it's definitely my laptop computer for school since um, still the majority of my classes are virtual classes. Mm -hmm. Um, So I am using my computer for what feels like at least half the day every day. Yes. So you're in Zoom meetings with your students? Correct. Right. Okay. So there's no other um, platforms that are being used you know, Screencastify or anything like that? Oh, well, we do use a variety of platforms. Um, We use Google Classroom. We use Flipgrid. We, I try not to use Screencastify because Flipgrid is a little bit easier so that all the videos go to one location. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if this is considered a platform, but we do use some virtual instruments as well. So there is a virtual xylophone. Um, If you go to, it's called, it's uh, playzylo.com, xylo spelled X-Y-L-O, playzylo.com. There's actually a really cool website that gives you a variety of different xylophones to choose to play. So there are some um, that have, uh, letters like C, D, E, F, G. There's some that have solfege like do, re, mi, fa, so. And there's um, some that have all the notes that are in between. So it's um, a, been a really helpful uh, website to use with this. Wow. That sounds yeah, fantastic. I- and I wrote that down. So it's playzylo, which is xylo.com. Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. And I have to think it probably being in any kind of music and doing it virtually has to have its challenges so that's it's really cool that you're able to use those platforms and still do what you need to do mostly what are what are some other things that um that you can do uh for fun that are um non-screen related many things so yeah i think that goes into the most important question really is is how do you decompress from that technology yeah Yeah. what do you do So um, since the pandemic started, um, 
I usually go on a walk every single day. I have a really nice walking path um, close to where I live that goes by a stream. Um, and we see animals, we see ducks and deer, and we saw a fox, we saw a skunk. Wow. Uh, there's like a heron that hangs out in this stream. So it's actually- Oh, I want to, where, where are you? I want to go on that walk. <laughs> it's just in East Windsor. There's- Oh, wow. Fairbrook Path. Um, and it's just a cute path that's about, it's like kind of, I don't know, maybe a mile and a half long and then it's a nice walk though loop, yeah. you know, it's like you know a little under three miles um and it goes to the library and back so um we've tried to get a walk in even if it's raining or <laughs> dark or you know we just try to go because we have to get away from the screen we have to get outside smell yeah. fresh air um, so definitely, um, walking and, um, you know, I'm also a music teacher. I play my own music at home. So I've actually had uh, a lot of opportunities to, um, sing and play. Um, I play ukulele and I sing, I also play piano and I've learned a lot of new pieces since the pandemic has started because I have a lot of uninterrupted practice time. Um, right. That seems like even better than usual because it's not at my computer and I don't need a computer or a phone to do it. So right. that's another way. That's wonderful. Yeah, I'm, I hope uh, our students are going home and doing similar things, um, you know, away from their, away from any screen, including television. Um, I know my students are always pumped when I say it's music time. So especially my, my in-person kids, they are ready to go because I mean, I personally myself love to just sit and listen to music. Um, mm -hmm. That's always been something that's been really near and dear to me. So I, I like, can really, I, I can see why those kids, they just like to do it because it's off of the computer. And even, I mean, even in the ones on the screen, they go off of the screen and want to do more. So I feel like it's really good to, to, you know, to see that it's nice yeah, to see that. Yeah. it's been so nice to have your four um students uh on in the the class they you can tell they really they really enjoy it even though the rest of their class is on on the screen <laughs> they, they got to play some xylophones they were really happy so it's good it's great to, to well it's important to see that these kids actually probably don't want to be on the screen all the time so yeah right. when you have your virtual students singing um how does that sound in a Zoom meeting? I'll tell you how it sounds. It, <laughs> each person has to sing a solo all the time or you can't. Um, the okay. sounds will get, uh, it, one sound will either cancel everybody else's sound out, like whoever has the loudest mic, like you'll yes. just hear that person. Right. Or you hear sort of a cacophony. And if you have a lot of people on the call and a lot of people are unmuted, then you know that you just get a feedback loop and it's terrible. And um, so basically what we've been doing all year is having kids sing one at a time. And I'll tell you, um, they have been so wonderful doing that, uh, especially third and fourth graders have been extremely willing to do it. Mm -hmm. um, third, I mean, third graders think they're like rock stars when they get to, to sing alone by themselves. So, um, but it's it's been a little trickier for fifth grade. Uh, that's not something that they wanna do. So we haven't done quite as much of that. So it's just, a, it's been a lot of solo singing. 
Yeah. And I bet um, they, they're involved in musical activities outside of school. Some of them, would you say some of them are, are, or most of them? Um, some of them take piano lessons and the ones who are in band and orchestra are still involved with music in school. Um, a lot of them will do some cultural singing or playing outside of school. Um, we have a lot of students that do Indian classical singing or uh, different varieties of um, Indian classical dance. Um, so I've had a lot of students share that with me. I'm not sure if they got to continue through the pandemic. I'm sure some of them did, you know, so. And when you do these Flipgrid videos, what is the, um, topic. I mean, I'm sure the topics vary, but mostly, you know, uh, Mrs. Fernandez and I use them to, uh, if the kids have done a musical composition where they got to make their own piece, like we'll have them play it on a flip grid or, um, mm -hmm. mostly we've been using it that way. Um, some sometimes, uh, well, and that, that's kind of how we did our chorus performance for, um, we don't have concerts this year. So basically every kid gets an individual concert and they make <laughs> flip grids for the chorus songs. So um, actually Mrs. Oz, now that you're here, you know, I, I, I do want to share those with the rest of the third grade teachers after they do them for this spring concert. Cause I, I think you all would be quite pleased oh, and thoroughly, we, thoroughly entertained. Um, we'd love to see it. Yeah, so um, we've that's been really helpful to use Flipgrid that way, but it's it's also tricky um, because you want to hear the student's voice, but mm -hmm. you don't want to hear my voice in the recording or like having background music drown out their voice. So what they have to learn how to do is basically they need to plug in headphones so when they make it, they we don't hear the rest of the sounds and we just hear their voice. Um, so we're getting better at, at doing that. And hopefully by the time we have our spring concert, right. quote unquote, which that'll be at the end of May, they'll make uh, the flip grids for the songs we've been working on um, since the end of January. So each of them had to watch a certain amount of other Flipgrid videos. They could watch their friends. So I think this time though, they've uh, really improved so much. And, and I think they are... Now more of them understand how to do the Flipgrid videos. I think they're ready to show the public. I mean, I think they need to have a bigger audience. So oh, I, I can already think my class would, would go nuts to show as many people, I'm sure. Yeah. So um, I might, I will be thinking differently about that for this time so that they can, yeah, they can show some more people, I think. Right. And do they typically comment on one another's um performances or is that feature kind of turned off or not encouraged? Well, so I have in music, there is sort of uh, a very high risk of I people being critical saying that things are good or bad. Um, right. And so I don't I really don't want my students to comment on those sort of things. A lot of times they also don't realize um, even if somebody's performance is not 
perfect, which I mean, nobody's performance is going to be perfect, but they will immediately fixate on the thing that was messed up. Right. uh, And not necessarily realize like, oh, wow, this person has really improved their pitch since the beginning of the year, which is what I'm noticing. Um, So uh, no, I have not let them comment on each other's performances. Um, right. I think commenting on compositions, like something they created and giving them guidance on how to do that. I think that's very appropriate. Right. Um, but a performance of a song that they've all learned, I, I don't know that I'm ready to have them make comments about other people's performances. Right. I think that's fair. I yeah. Do. And I... I mean, I was in uh, I was in chorus in high school. Okay, um, <laughs> and anytime anyone like mentioned something, I was like, I'm done. I quit. Like, it's hard to be critiqued on on it is. something that you really like to do. And everyone's just trying their best, and yeah. everybody's voice is different. Everybody has different problems, and honestly, you know, people who are not trained in vocal. Um, you know, abilities are not, they're not really equipped to comment on. Right. Yeah. So I think, yeah, that it's just, that will be a teacher, teacher feature only for now. Um, but there are other times that students are allowed to comment, just not on that particular thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for spending time with us and talking uh, music with us. Yeah. I learned a lot. <laughs> Same. Great. um, All right. Well, uh, but yeah, thanks for joining us. uh, Okay. Well, thanks for having me. It's been wonderful talking to you as well.